Got all the pre-show stuff out of the way. Okay, here we go. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Yes, okay. Do you have levels? You, yeah, I do have levels. I wanted to make sure that I actually had levels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whew. You get you get a lot of levels there. Oh, okay. there we go. Now I'm better. Okay. All right. <laughs> Semi-professional. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but another sport is being rocked by a cheating scandal. You used air quotes there. Are, are we considering chess a sport now? Well, have you seen our teams play? I mean, we we have no no room to criticize here. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Okay, so what sport is it this time? Competition fishing tournament in Ohio. Oh, Jake sent me this. That's a thing. How yes. did they cheat? Turns out they used lead weights. Wait, how did they find them? Well, when they went to the weigh-in, the fish looked too small to weigh as much as they did. So they cut open the fish and found the lead. Oh, in the fish. Oh, that, that makes more sense. More sense than than what? Look over there! <laughs> Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure and cheating, apparently, is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Jake did send me that story. Did you watch the video? No, I did. I did not. <clears throat> not only were there lead weights inside the fish, there were fish fillets fish. stuffed inside the fish. <laughs> I I read that, and to be honest, I was like, I, I don't, I don't need to see this video. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the question would be, if you're putting fish inside the fish, like, do the rules specifically like? It's fish. Right. I I did read in without watching the video, I did read once they cut it op- up on the fish and found all of it, the crowd started to make noise and the tournament director got on the microphone and ordered the two fishermen to get out of his contest and then told told the crowd, don't touch them because he was afraid for their lives that they were going to be torn apart. <laughs> Yes, you could, you could absolutely, all of that audio was contained in the video, and that's absolutely accurate. <laughs> yep. Yep. <sighs> uh, I also, this may be. Um, actually. My Jada Essence Hall impression was terrible. That's a oh, terrible, that, terrible is that Jada Essence. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Well, that's what I was trying to do because that's what you wrote. Yeah. 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 We were going to credit Jada Essence Hall with uh, co-writing credit on the opening there, but given that, I don't I don't think she wants it. So No, yeah, the the impression was terrible and <laughs> no no credit should be given. I need to go back to impression camp, I guess. 
This one time at Impression Camp. <clears throat> Do we need to drop a footnote in there? No. You know what? Occasionally, we should just let them. We should. You know what? We just, we just need to let people figure it out on their own. Just just let that breathe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a Tuesday recording. After a Saturday recording, so. Which which means feedback is a little light here, though there is some. Uh, nothing from toddler number one. Anything from toddler number two? On her flight to her client, uh, she did listen. She she acknowledged that she listened to the to the live in person hilarious uh, wedding edition. But I had no feedback, nor did I solicit any at that point. <laughs> so clean show. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Five stars. That's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> Sarah Judson Brown uh, did listen at 1.5 speed. It's like something's wrong with these guys. They seem they seem highly caffeinated. And then the tubas played like really fast. Oh, those don't sound like, oh yeah. Hey, look at that. 1.5 speed. So I listen to most of my podcasts on like 1.3 speed, give or take. And I don't listen to ours. I listen to ours at one to one, partially because we talk outside of this and I'm pretty sure it wouldn't sound like I know what you sound like. I know what I'm supposed to sound like, and that would be that would be wrong. A number of people who have big podcasts who talk about it when when they had when they used to have live shows in the before times, the number one comment people would come up and go, "Boy, you sound drunk," and they couldn't understand why. Eventually, it's because everybody figured that everybody's listening to these podcasts at 1.3, 1.52, and then you get on stage. And you're just talking normally. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that multiple said, I would have assumed I sounded tired, but everybody goes straight to, no, you sound drunk. <laughs> so anyway. Sarah also said, so she's listening. We're talking about the s'mores and sodas and drinking them all together. Yeah. And I think you said, what does that taste like? Yeah. And she says out loud in the car to no one in particular, diabetes. It, it tastes like diabetes. <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley. If you... <laughs> and that was the gift that I sent her back. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> oh, let's see. Doug from the Idiot Toddlers, I said inferences were made about the cam girl. Yeah. He wants to know if we are now sponsoring the cam girl, which I assured him we were not. No. Because our sponsors don't pay us enough money to be able to pass that kind of sponsorship along. However, on this week's show the educated idiots were soliciting their own sponsors. Okay. So I sponsored them for a dollar. So oh. talking to Todd is now a sponsor of the educated idiots, which is for the record, 
more money than DJ to go Cedar Valley has ever paid to sponsor this podcast. This feels like we're starting to get into like Enron territory where like we're giving them a buck and then and then maybe we get a buck back from them and then we both get to count that we had a dollar in revenue when in fact we just passed the same dollar. Anyway, whatever. It's cool. Both of, you know what? Both of which came from Sherry High. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how about you? Did you catch anything this week? One thing I had from that I didn't mention last week and talking with my family while at the wedding, I was talking with my sister, Brenda. There was discussion about, oh, hey, Todd has a podcast. So I had to explain that I didn't have to, didn't have to, but I did to multiple people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, it's great. She she did inform me that that my nephew uh, Jack listens regularly to this and he finds us hilarious. So, so, Hey, thanks for listening, Jack, by the way, just uh, along with that, Jack also recently was sworn in as a police officer in Iowa falls. So I saw that in the time citizen. Yes. Yes. Nice. Nice. Brenda, Brenda was told by the chief of police uh, be, because because he's 20. Uh, he's a bit on the younger side. The family made the trip to watch the swearing in ceremony at the uh, at the city hall. And I believe the chief of police or the mayor uh, after that said, yeah, we, we don't normally get this many uh, people here for a police officer swearing in. So anyway, there you go. You said that Brenda said that Jack said it's hilarious. Yes. Just a week ago, Stephen King, the writer, tweeted that mountains aren't just funny. They'll, they are hill areas. That's your one. Hashtag That's your not one. my dad joke. You can't just read other people's dad jokes and then, and then just say, and then absolve yourself of all responsibility. Not mine. Somebody else. Oh, all right. Correction. Now, now that we've covered all the news in Iowa Falls. Um, actually. Yeah. Last like, week. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've got yeah. I've got two items. Uh-huh, last week. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know where uh-huh. I'm going with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. I corrected I believe... it. I corrected it real time. But you did. Here's the problem. I don't think you were wrong. Because you said. What you tried to say was that Brett Favre's foundation provides funds to the underserved. But the first thing that you said was that it provides them to the undeserved, which is which is far more accurate. Actually, if that would have been the purpose of his th- if that would have been the purpose of his charity, he probably would be in less trouble. Good point. Everybody assumed it was a typo. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. <laughs> so it, this is this this isn't really an actually. It's more of a question, and I've been. I don't know why we haven't had time to f- feed this in. I haven't had time to fit this in in the last several weeks. But the week where you talked about you and Lisa seeing Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, yes. And I thought when you put it in the rundown that you were talking about James Garner. 
Yes. Without hesitation, and I yes. want to stress, without hesitation. Uh huh. You had the theme song <laughs> from the TV show Maverick. Yes. At the tips of your fingers. And yes. if anyone wonders why, I I'm just curious why you had why that just without hesitation just came flying out of into the podcast. So there's a couple of explanations. Number one, I, I don't really understand what's all locked up in here and how it comes out. It just does in weird ways. <laughs> funny, funny, funny story. And by funny, I mean, it gets annoying. Lisa gets very annoyed because I keep doing it, especially when we're on vacation for reasons that are not clear to me whatsoever. We will see something that's kind of funny, and I will immediately put it into song lyrics that fit, but change the song lyrics to fit the thing we just saw or just heard. Right. So you like you take the tune and you change like the you you change it a little bit. And when I say I do this a little bit, there are like we've been on a one week cruise where this could happen let's say 10 times a day. <laughs> How those connections are made, I don't know. If I knew, Lisa would stop it. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I will tell you, I know how it got in there. I don't know how it came out so quickly. One of my dad's favorite TV shows, he would sit and he would watch Maverick. So, not that I was actively watching it, but it was on in the house and I heard it over and over and over again. So uh, it's in there somewhere. That may be why I know the theme to Celebrity Big Brother. Sure it is. You t- Thanks, keep telling Amy. yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about follow-up? Yeah. So uh, I don't... I don't. We're not going to go to the weird part of the story, but a couple of weeks ago, you talked about potential cheating in chess. No sex stuff. I believe you specifically said no sex stuff. No sex okay. stuff. Okay. By the way, so since that time, the chess world is continuing to be rocked by the cheating scandal. The person who was accused of cheating, however, turns out has been banned from the website chess.com from playing online chess for a couple of years. And allegedly a couple of years ago, he admitted to cheating online chess matches twice, which got him banned. However, the website has gone back and looked at other matches he played and just sort of replayed them and looked at statistics and everything and have found at least a hundred occasions that they believe that this guy was cheating. They also believe that he's cheating in over the table, face to face matches. They've, they've analyzed that. So they aren't saying how nobody is saying, nobody is saying how, but they have said that he has the high he is the fastest rising chess score in the history of chess scores and the grand champion who he beat 
that originally started this whole thing has pointed out it's like he's not working. He's like, I've played against other grandmasters and they are like working and he doesn't seem to work. And then after the match, by the way, lousy job after the match or the game or whatever, a reporter (laughs) will ask them to break down the match. (laughs) What were you thinking here? How did this go? Sideline reporter stuff, right? Well, I'm just I'm just playing one pawn at a time. You know, I just... Anyway, the grand champion he defeated pointed out he, in post-match interviews, he can't explain what he did <laughs> to the level that makes sense. Anyway, so the only... The, the part that we thought was funny... Yeah, we're going to park it. By the way, the, the I found out how that also happened reading all this. Not that I went looking for it. Another grandmaster tweeted, this guy must be cheating by fill in the blank. That was picked up by the internet. The guy was being funny. He was accusing him of cheating. Anyway, apparently, don't worry about the how, but the guy's definitely, is probably actually cheating. A lot. A lot. Allegedly. And is now a grandmaster. Just Allegedly. To cover, just to cover our, our bases here. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. A lot. Often. And is also a grandmaster now because of it. So anyway, following up on that. The other follow-up item I wanted to share, because if there's anything that Talking to Todd is known for, it is our coverage of NFTs. And it's not right. Anyway. I I think we've we have we have specifically been told by multiple listeners that we are not supposed to cover NFTs. Yeah. Because we've covered them on multiple occasions. Yeah. And every time we do this, we are told, yeah, you guys need to not do that. Yeah. So I, I'm just gonna this can be real brief and it's not gonna get into any of this stuff. Every time we talk about it, we you specifically like this is a thing. Like, how is this worth all this money? Yeah. Funny thing. Since from January until now, the the monthly volume in trading NFTs has fallen 97%. <laughs> Apparently, a whole lot of people are starting to figure out, what did I just buy? Yeah. In January, in January alone, $17 billion was traded in NFTs. In September, that was down to 466 million. So now, on one hand, it's it's a huge drop. On the other hand, it's still 466 million dollars. So well, all, all the people that bought 17 billion worth of NFTs are now just hoarding them and waiting. They're playing they, the long game. They have them right next to their uh, Franklin Mint coins. And their uh, their, their the and the decorative plates of the presidents yes. that will yes. absolutely go up. Oh yes. On the other hand, this pales in comparison to the overall crypto market, which since May has lost two trillion dollars of value. Hey, I got this. Uh, I got this. This. Uh, I got this imaginary currency thing that's not backed by anybody. Do you want to get involved in that? Sure. 
Sure. How did lose two trillion? I don't know. That's just nobody can nobody can explain the the market. So sorry. Hey, anyway, Kevin, Kevin, what's our Dogecoin worth right now? Uh, Kevin's expecting to be paid in Dogecoin. Hmm. Hmm. I. I. We we can probably afford to pay Kevin can, in Dogecoin now. <laughs> hey, hey, how about that? Good deal. Okay. Yeah. Good. Anyway, so there's there's follow up of the of of things that you know. We're tracking chess cheating and NFTs. How do we not have more listeners? I, <laughs> well, Amy tried to recruit some with her WAP story. Mm. Yeah, the downloads spiked. Yes, they did. For one episode. We did get actually one of her coworkers listened and then posted where you were supposed to start listening to that episode so that mm, you could hear this smart. section. She said, and it's really funny, apparently. Apparently, we were really funny. <laughs> so there you go. If you start listening here and stop listening here, it's pretty funny. Just I say. think you, you found the sweet spot. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we have? Oh my goodness! There's a, there is a this this hasn't been on here in in months. There's a Dwayne's technical corner on the rundown. On Sunday, high school basketball preseason stuff has started, so there are team there's team games for the next six weeks in Ankeny, and I worked two of them last night. Or feels like last night. Um, it was Sunday afternoon. I'm still really, really sore. <laughs> uh, we, so to your point, this hasn't been on the rundown in months. The last time I ran was the last time this was on the rundown. Mm, okay. Back so, in Dubuque, right? Yes, I was. So Dwayne's technical corner, technically I'm sore and out of shape. <laughs> I item two. We had a kid go down underneath the basket and the other team grabbed the rebound and started going the other way. And my partner blows it dead because a player was injured on the court. Yeah. And the coach of the team that was starting to go the other way, I'm right in front of him. He's like, hey, we had a break. I'm like, coach, summer ball. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But in a regular season, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a regular season, you absolutely get that. He's not in harm's way. We're not going to blow that dead. But summer ball. I mean, we're talking about practice. (laughs) Dwayne, you've got to get in shape running up and down the court. And these coaches need to, after taking months off, need to get in shape of yelling at you for decisions they think that, that that you blew. So they got to work their way up to this too. They don't want to pull something in the regular season calling you a moron. Yeah, that's right. You can't just blow your stack right off the bat. You got to work yourself into it. Yes. You over officious. Oh, oh God, I'm down. Oh, I'm down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so no technicals in either of these two games, but we did have a little bit of coaching shenanigans, whatever. I, I, this might be a transition. Okay. 
That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. Dwayne, guess a number. Okay, hit me. All right. You were talking about uh, high school basketball players getting ready in the summer. I wanted to... There, there might be multiple opportunities for you here to score points and get back on top. Okay. There, there was a story this summer that came out about Texas football and their recruiting of high school football players and what went into a recruiting trip. So luckily Texas is a, uh, I'm assuming somebody, somebody issued a freedom of information request and they had to explain what they spent money on. And this is where things get uh, a little insane. Okay. So there were nine recruits on this weekend visit to Austin that the University of Texas hosted, one of whom was Arch Manning, nephew, thanks Eli, of Eli and and Peyton, and arguably one of the big recruits that schools were trying to to bring in. Again, yes. I'm, I'm just going to say this. These are high school kids and their parents being brought in to say, wouldn't you like to play? Wouldn't you? Hmm, sorry, they're student athletes. Wouldn't you like to go to school here? And while you're here, maybe play a little ball. So. Sorry. <laughs> that's very important because they're student athletes, right? I mean, you're here for an education. And if you happen to throw the pigskin around a little bit, I mean, that's just a benefit. To us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, go ahead. So, Dwayne, I'm going to ask you this. There were nine recruits and their parents that were brought in for the weekend for a recruiting trip. How much money did the University of Texas, Austin, spend on that recruiting trip for nine recruits and their parents? So, I did see this story. Okay. And I but thought I, it was an extravagant number. Seven million dollars? Oh, oh, jeez. Nope. Nope. No. Did I overshoot the mark? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do some quick math here. So you're thinking it's seven hundred million dollars divided by nine. No, so no, no. you're th- seven seven million. Right. Yeah, you're saying seven million dollars on a weekend for nine recruits. That's that's almost three quarters of a million dollars. That's more than three quarters of a million dollars per recruit. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was insane. Okay. okay, am I off? I'm off by a bunch. You're off once again. You're off by a magnitude, and and a half. They over the course of the weekend, the school spent two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Well, that's. Then, based on my guess, that seems much more reasonable. Of course it is. I mean, admittedly, that's $31,000 per recruit for a weekend trip. Okay. Now, we're going to break some stuff down here. This is all courtesy of the USA Today. We're going to break some stuff down. I'm going to give you a shot here. Now that you know that the the big number is $280,000. So that included routine stuff like travel, 
which cost the school $21,000 to bring everybody in. Okay. Three first class tickets each. Yeah. An average of $1,000 a pop. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Cool. Right. Yep. How much do you think, again, nine recruits and it brought the family members. How much do you think they spent on hotels for these recruits? And I believe they were there. I want to say they were there for two nights. Okay. 18 rooms times two nights. So that's 36 rooms at $1,000. You're saying $1,000 a room a night. Is that what you're thinking? I'm saying $1,000 per. So $18,000? $50,000. Oh, would they stay at the Four Seasons? They absolutely stayed at the Four Seasons in Austin. (laughs) For the record, I have to go to Austin in another three weeks, four weeks, for another trip. I could stay at the Four Seasons in downtown Austin for $209 a night. Okay, you have a better rate than UT Austin gets on their bulk rate. They spent, they actually spent $46,696 on the 34 rooms it booked for recruits, family members, and some UT coaches and staffers also got to stay at the Four Seasons Hotel in the town they live in to be. That, those are, cha- those are chaperones to make sure that mm. they're taken care of. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you driven in Austin? It's easier to stay downtown. <laughs> they got a group rate of $419 per night, which is is a is a according to this article is quite the deal, but according to you it's not. Okay. They also had a lunch buffet for players and their families when they arrived at the hotel. How much did a lunch buffet cost? At the Four Seasons. $5,500? $17,000. What the hell? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. $17,000 divided by, let's say, 35 attendees and another 35 coaches. Sure. Let's say that's 70 people. That's $242 per person for lunch. Okay, hold on. I may have made a slight error. The $17,000 was the lunch buffet and the cost of stocking each room with snacks. Oh. Now. That probably, here's the thing, knowing what I know about hotel contracts, that includes probably a 22% markup just for handling and hotel whatevers and you know eight percent tax in austin so it's it's a 30 percent markup right (laughs) off the bat so each each player received customized cakes with burnt orange and white icing cookies and then their favorite candies and snacks which somebody's professional job at a university is to find out what a high school kid likes to snack on and make sure that they bought plenty of it so, for instance, four-store cor- uh, cornerback Malik Muhammad had two types of Jack Link's beef jerky, Skittles, Twix, and Trolley gummy worms among his personal bounty. 
Parents and siblings received a similar treatment because NCAA rules allow schools to provide lodging, meals, and entertainment for up to four of a recruit's family members. They took they took seventy five guests to Top Golf. Done that. This includes going to Top Golf, three types of fajitas, guacamole, queso, rice, black beans, desserts, beer, and liquor. Do you want to take a guess how much they spent at Top Golf? I've been doing math, and then I've been short. So whatever it is, triple it. Let's say seventy five hundred dollars. And you're still short. They spent ten grand. (laughs) (laughs) Do the math for what I think I would spend, triple it, and still be twenty five percent short. There you are. Funny note that is also how you ask. That is the exact formula that I use and always come up short when estimating the price of Apple products. Yes. Here's what I think it would cost. Triple it. I'll be 25% short. Last one. Everybody's like, thank goodness we're going to get off of this. Near the end of the second night, they had a steak dinner at Three Forks. It's a couple blocks away from the Four Seasons. I, I have everything that they spend on. Do, do you want to take a guess as to what what it would be for the steak dinner for the group, including the gratuity and bonus points. If you can tell me what the gratuity was. Well, if top golf cost 10 grand, I have to think this was 40 and the gratuity was $7,500. That you're, you know what? This is the closest you got. I'll give it to you. The restaurant, the total bill was $36,900 at the steakhouse and a $6,000 gratuity on top of that. Here's the thing. If you keep asking me enough questions, it's kind of like photography. If I take enough pictures, eventually one of them will turn out right. You just keep asking me questions. Eventually I'll, I'll uh, blind squirrel here. Yeah. The, the last thing I'm going to throw out here, and I, I don't, you know what? I mean, they spent $30,000 on an ice sculpture and they tipped 16% at the steakhouse. <laughs> Cheap bastards. <laughs> I guess none of the servers have a have a, a laser rocket arm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that UT Austin is necessarily known as a math school, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Good news. It is a public institution, though. So there you go. Anyway, I think you got like one out of, I don't know, eight, eight. <laughs> sure. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Idiots. Is it is it time for the the Frost Farve idiot of the week? Yeah, we got to work on that though cuz I mean Scott again, we're we're Brett's Brett is trending way beyond idiot. I mean, he's not there yet. <laughs> but the FBI is not investigating Scott Frost. So let's anyway. Yes. This week this week in Brett Farve news, he this is not my nomination by the way, just this week in Favre News, he hired the attorneys that are defending some of the January 6th defendants and apparently Trump uh, while we're at this here. Um, thought that got dangerously close to the other mm-hmm. podcast. Had to move over there for a second. Okay. So anyway, uh, who do you have for the 
Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week here. All right. I am nominating Idiot of the Week is McDonald's. Hmm. While we were in Salt Lake, my sister got very excited because there was an announcement that McDonald's is releasing for the month of October adult Happy Meals. Ugh. Not that kind of adult. <laughs> happy Meals aimed at adults. Yes. McDonald's, no sex stuff. No sex stuff. Adult okay. Happy Meal. They are leaning heavy into that this is a nostalgia play. We're going to bring back toys that remind adults of their youth. So they're going to bring back Grimace. They're going to bring back the Hamburglar. And they're going to bring back Birdie, although I'm not sure when Birdie came into the picture. However, this is also a co-marketing opportunity with Cactus Planet Flea Market, which is a hip brand. Yeah, you haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of it. That tells you it's popular. So. (laughs) Not wrong. The fourth toy is a character from Cactus Planet Flea Market. Not a nostalgia play. So they're going for a brand new hip thing. One toy is the new one. Three of them are the old ones. But what is scary, why I'm nominating for idiots is, Dwayne, I'm going to send you a picture of the toys and tell me how nostalgic you feel about these toys. Oh, sweet Lord. (laughs) That right there is nightmare fuel. (laughs) Why? And by the way, They're really proud of this because to tease this McDonald's sent out a tweet with like a teaser photo. And this is what they leaned into. That's that's. Oh, my God. So so Grimace has four eyes now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Grimace, you have four eyes. See what you know. And so does Hamburglar. Two masks, four eyes, birdie, four eyes. This ain't right. My sister was so excited. Brenda was like, on our drive back, we're going to stop at a, we got to stop and we got to get these toys. And then Melissa sent her a picture and Brenda's like, nope, nope, don't want that. Don't want that in our house. (laughs) That's the kind of crap you get out of your house. So uh, apparently the, the Cactus Pete character has four eyes. So to do the nostalgia play, they just added extra eyes on all of the beloved older characters thinking everybody would want them. What I really don't understand here is if you're going to do a nostalgia play and you're going after the oldies, then you do the old thing. And if you want to go after the new people, you go after the hip thing. I don't even know who this is for. I don't <laughs> I don't know who looks at this and goes, that's in my wheelhouse. So good job, McDonald's. You, you made you made Grimace scary. Very. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. How about you? What's where, where are we at with your idiots of the week? I, I brought three headlines for you to choose from, as I always do. Okay. 
The first one is a holdover from last week. Yep. Saw that. Flush letters. Yeah. I'm assuming that has something to do with toilets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'd be wrong. Item number two, Hyundai recalls. And item number Wait, three. That, that one hits a little close to home. Okay. It does. <laughs> item number three, sex stuff. No sex stuff. You know what? Let's um, let's let's go with the holdover again. We'll go with flush letters. So I texted you this. I wasn't sure you were going to pick this one. I was recruited to apply for a job. Congratulations! When do you start? Thank you. What's that? When do you start? <laughs> well, as was previewed, I got a flush letter. They recruited me. I, I, anybody that I work with that happens to listen to this, and that's nobody, but anybody that I work with, I like my job. I really like my job. I like my boss. I like what I do. I like the people that I work with. But I got recruited to apply for a job. Never say no. I'll apply. Sure. Okay. I'll interview. Here's my resume, whatever. So I did. Had a nice interview with these folks. And then I get crickets for a month, right? Do you need me to refresh you on what I got? Yes. Because apparently we send a lot of stupid images back and forth to each other. <laughs> I got Grimace looking at me, so send me a bunch of things. Send me, send me something, would you? Yeah. Hi, Dwayne. We know interviewing requires loads of time and personal investment. While we are writing to inform you that you are not the final candidate for bracket bold type not available, we hope your experience was impactful and gave you more insight into, insert company here, and our culture. Which is link- capitalized and is, and is a link. <laughs> you, may have, you may have dodged a bullet here because now that I read this a second time, Okay, fine. The name of the company is a link to go there. And to give you, we hope your experience was impactful and gave you more insight into name of company and our culture. At any point, did this feel like a cult? (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. Now, the answer here you need to give is no, because otherwise what that says is you were recruited into a cult. You interviewed and they rejected you. Which isn't a good look. <laughs> yeah, I may have may have dodged a bullet here, but so a day after I got the flush letter, and maybe I texted you guys this. They sent me a survey on my experience interviewing, and they got some constructive criticism on their process of them recruiting me since I know I'm not going to get hired and I clearly don't care them recruiting me and then me going a month without hearing from them before getting a flush letter that doesn't tell me what job. Okay. Mail merge is hard. It is. Oh, so, so hard. Oh, So as we're watching my career go down the drain, what else are you watching? (laughs) 
we we had we had uh, we had guests this weekend. We had uh, uh, Lisa's um, Lisa's cousin Gail and her again soon to be husband Keith stayed with us for the weekend. So we we spent a lot of time uh, outside uh, watching football Saturday and Sunday morning, watching uh, English Premier League, and then Sunday afternoon and evening uh, watching American football. Um, there was a lot of a lot of football, and when we we're not watching football, uh, we were we were off doing other things. So, uh, other other than football, uh, not not a lot going on here. How about you? We watched the pilot episode of a new show called "So Help Me Todd" on CBS. Yes, Marsha Gay Harden, Sean Astin. He is a down-on-his-luck private investigator who then has to go work for his mom. I'm willing to see where it goes. I'm going to give it the Briggs 3 episode rule. It's not a comedy. Again, as, as happens quite often in this segment, it's what we're watching. It's not necessarily what we're recommending. I'm not ready to recommend this yet, but I did wanted to let you know what I was watching. So I, I will say I, I have, we use YouTube TV. So we have DVR stuff. Some things are starting to pop up. It, you know how, a couple, you know, like two weeks ago I made a comment about, Oh my goodness, the, the weddings in a week, uh, not two weeks. Cause I lost track of time. Yeah. I've also been seeing shows populate into the DVR and I'm like, Wow. Those must be reruns because I mean the new season couldn't it's October. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Wow. This, this fall lineup's really starting in October. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes oh, sense. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it last week. Are we ready for, are yep. we ready for 12? Yes. Uh, last week, I learned something from the construction guys. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a recurring theme here, I'm afraid, for the next several weeks. We met with our um, project manager and then with the electrician today okay. to talk about putting electricity on the three-season porch that we're building. Yes. We thought an outlet by the door an outlet by the other door and two outlets in the floor in the corners would be all we really need. That'd be perfect. That'd be great. That, 16 that by like, 20 that, room. Yeah. That doesn't sound like code. No, you're right. <laughs> do you know, do you know what the code is? Not enough to be an electrician, but there's something about on walls. There's you need a you need a you need an outlet every six feet, I believe. Is it or is it? Yes, that. Wow. (laughs) Do you know why that is? Because Big Electric got a hold of the code and wants to sell lots of outlets. (laughs) There's a there's there's a thing about about cords. You should be able to plug stuff in and not have to use extension cords for that's, safety, right? That's exactly what it is. Yes, the average <laughs> the standard cord from a standard floor lamp or something is six feet long. So you should be able to plug it in 
setting it on in any place on the wall without having to use an extension cord. I did not know that, but anywho, uh, I also learned, sorry, this is kind of going on. The guys that are doing the siding on the house after they tore off some of the siding to build the addition. Yeah. They came out and they recited the house. Okay. And when they put the siding up, I'm like, wow, the gaps between the siding are really big. They're not like that anywhere else in the house. Well, there's something wrong with that. They better go figure out what's going on. So I talked to my project manager and he says, oh, what actually are they? So I take a tape measure over. It's three sixteenths of an inch gap between the panels, siding panels. Yep. Yep. That's what they're supposed to be. Really? Yep. For the really long runs that ex- allows for expansion, expansion and contraction, which makes yeah. perfect sense, especially in this climate. I said, huh, it's not like that anywhere else on the house. And he said, do we want to talk about the people that originally constructed your house? I said, no, I don't think we need to talk about the people that originally constructed my house. We know that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Okay, that answers that question. I knew that there probably should be a gap. I did not know what it was, but I now absolutely know that the people that cited my house originally did not follow spec. Yes. <clears throat> you going to make a comment or, or do you want me to throw it to you? Just, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, or, or at least the people who originally cited your house actually didn't know that they're, yeah, they looks good to me. Is there a spec for this? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you should just get rid of all of the line. It should just flow without any. Yeah. You, yeah, you shouldn't see any of that. Just throw them all together. Yeah. Wow. Hey, this builder special needs to look good. How about you? How about you? Did you learn anything this week? So I mentioned that we were watching a lot of football. So we watched English football in the morning. And then on Sunday, we watched American football. And Keith is, a, is a, Keith was watching American football with me. We, we were talking English football earlier. And he's watching and he, he's, you know, he said he wa- he's watched American football before, but we're watching this and he's, he's trying to figure it out. And, and it, you know, when you have, when you start explaining American football to somebody who follows other sports, you realize how messed up our sports could be, uh, including before I even get to the rules between every play, there's a play and then they go to replay and they replay the last play sometimes two or three times from different angles, like every play guy runs for no gain. Well, let's take a look at this and highlight this or whatever. Keith, Keith says, uh, they show replays for, for every game or for every play. Yeah. Even the ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because because when I watch football, they really only they only go back and show you like the they only show you the really good ones. <laughs> well, you got to have something to fill the time. Yeah, there there isn't time <laughs> to show you the the garbage. Yeah, but apparently in the NFL, you get to watch garbage plays over and over again from multiple angles. Anyway, so now we're watching, and and we're watching, and he's like, uh, he's like. So the quarterback's running, throws the ball. He goes, 
Now, do I remember that he has to throw that by a certain time? Yes. Can, it has to be behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. Okay. And then, and then, and then there's a, then he, then there's a pass later and he's like, and there's pass interference. He's like, Oh, the, the guys, the, the, that guy can't, can't touch that guy. Right. Before he catches the ball. Yes. Yeah. That that's the rule. Then the next play, I thought you said that guy can't touch that guy, but he is. Okay. Well, okay. Within five yards of the line of scrimmage, the defensive back is allowed to make contact with the offensive player, but he has to stop that within five yards and then release them. Oh, okay. Okay. A couple of plays later within five yards, flag thrown pass interference. I thought you said he could touch him within five yards. Okay. So he can, he can touch him within five yards until the ball is released. But once the ball is in the air, then the five yard zone doesn't count. And now pass interference comes into play. Okay. All right. Okay. And you're telling me, I'm listening to this going. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's yep. the rule, right? Yep. yep. That's the rule. Yep. That's all accurate. Yep. 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 Nothing new here. Uh-huh. Then we go on and they're running and he's like, okay, so now why did he throw the ball? He's past that, the, the line, but he threw the ball. Why isn't that a thing? Oh, because, okay. If you're past the line of scrimmage, you can't throw it forward, but you can throw it backwards. So notice how he threw it backward. So that's, that's legal. Well, how many times can you throw the ball? Well, you can only throw it forward once, but you can throw it backward multiple times. Just in front of the line of scrimmage? Nope. Nope. No. You can throw it backwards behind too. Okay. So why don't they do the more of that? I'm like, well, that's only like at the end of the game, you start throwing it backwards multiple times and that doesn't really, it never works because you just end up losing yards. And he goes, you just described rugby and they know how to fit. They know how to throw it backwards and then score. Why can't the football teams figure out rugby? Excellent question. Yep. I, I, I don't know. And then a couple plays later, pass comes in defensive back hits the wide receiver for the ball gets there. No penalty. He looks at me and he goes, I thought, okay. He goes, I understand the five yards, but the ball's in the air. Clearly he's not supposed to do that. Why didn't they call a foul? A foul? And I said, cause NFL refs are shit. <laughs> and Keith says, so there is something common between our two games. <laughs> The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking on the number two. No G, no space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can check out our Naperville drains. You can become one of our sponsors, like Toddler3187, the other Taylor Farms Family Foundation, and maybe even dj to go Cedar Valley, your five-star DJ service in the Cedar Valley. We sponsored... Educated Idiots this week. So now we're one of their sponsors now that they're one of, anyway. Uh, and as always, you can send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though no one does that. Todd, 
I am realizing, I think you made a mistake on the being recruited to apply. <clears throat> I get recruited to apply. I get tons of, hey, you're pre-approved to apply for this <laughs> credit card. <laughs> Seriously, dude, read the fine print. <laughs> yeah, you may be onto something there. <laughs> Lots of cleanup. We'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. Thank you.